Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Better than ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season when more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAVE50, that's B L E A V 50, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, folks, this is Jeremy Evans, your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast. As always, thank you so much for being with us and listening in. Uh, this is uh, today is Monday, October eighteenth, two thousand and twenty-one, and our episode today is going to be discussing advertisements in the digital, social, and streaming age. And if you're thinking, you know, what do advertisements have to do with entertainment and media and sports, uh, really? Uh, advertisements have everything to do with entertainment, media, and sports. At the end of the day, when content is being created and sold, uh, created and distributed, uh, advertisements are a major part of that, uh, whether it be advertisements to um, you know, break up content in a series, whether it be advertisements to promote a movie or, whether, or a television series, or an advertisement to um, break up a live sports match or even any sort of recorded content on television. Now, of course, the model here has changed, right? Because as things continue to move to streaming and on to social and digital away from linear sort of cable or satellite television, then, you know, then the model changes, right? Meaning that there's a situation where you know, ultimately you're going to get less and less commercials, um, you know, on sort of when you're watching and consuming content, meaning that you're going to be in a situation where, you know, normally like you'd be watching linear television and you'd have a commercial every, you know, every five to sort of seven minutes. Right. And then um, if you're watching like a television series and then on sports, it would usually be like a commercial break for a timeout or, you know, break in the action for baseball. It's when you change innings, you know, so um, sort of looking at that and kind of seeing like where things are, uh, things are going, right? So, you know, consumers and streamers really continue to push the boundaries on when and where content is available. So it used to be that you'd watch linear television and ultimately the television show that you'd be watching, you'd have to follow along just sort of in a linear fashion from start to finish. You couldn't fast forward, you couldn't record. 
And then the DVR came out and other options came out. And even prior to that, the VHS came out. And even though, um, you know, I, I think people were even recording at that time, um, you know, you weren't allowed to like redistribute it or sell it or what have you, which is still the case with the DVR. But I think ultimately what ended up happening was you had sort of those options being introduced. And then as that technology really um, began to sort of um, sunset in many ways, you had sort of streaming options come along where it said, well, now you can stream at any time. And now the content lives on a platform and you can access that content at any point in time, right? So consumers and streamers have pushed this in terms of when content is available by basically streamers providing the platform through technology partners uh, and then consumers essentially sort of um, consuming that content and changing their habits and what have you. So this means that streamers have had con to continue to produce and distribute and license content to really satisfy sort of that customer appetite that's continuing to grow. You know, if you continue to feed something, it will continue to grow, right? And so as you feed the appetite for consumers with regard to content, uh, that's going to continue to um to expand. And of course, now we have a multitude of streaming platforms. We have a multitude of social media applications uh, and digital advertising is really the major growth uh, when you're talking about advertising and what that looks like on social media and what that looks like on streaming platforms and what have you. So again, I think um, a major changing factor in all of this is that there's been a digital transformation of content sort of advertisements are um, in many ways playing less of a role, uh, particularly in the streaming side. Uh, that is not necessarily the case with linear television because people still watch linear television for, let's say, maybe the news or mostly for live sports. But, um, you know, when it comes to streaming, you've got certain platforms that don't even allow, like, like Netflix or HBO Max, the non-ad-supported version for HBO Max. They don't even allow it. You know, they don't allow uh, advertisements on there. You might have some digital options once in a while, not on Netflix, but on some of the platforms where you see some digital advertisements. But again, um, advertising is still a major part of linear and cable television, particularly in live sports, because you can't fast forward and you know you're seeing it live. But uh, it will be interesting because cable, as cable continues to lose customers to streaming streaming subscriptions, the question really becomes where will those advertising dollars be spent if not on linear television? The immediate answer has been that the move to social media um, will sort of fill that gap through company posts and influencers. And this has been a um, huge growth area for a lot of companies. Um, in companies using influencers to sort of promote products. This has been going on for um, several years now. And of course, now uh, college athletes are getting into this space with through the name, image, and likeness option uh, for NCAA athletes. And so this area is only going to continue to grow. And then, of course, uh, if you have a linear television network or cable provider, then uh, if they have a streaming partnership or ownership of a platform, there's also been an option to move the streaming to where they can be complementary to where you can say, all right, we still have a, you know, a large enough base on the cable side to 
you know, sort of justify those, those subscriptions and keeping that going. But then we'll also, we'll have the streaming to complement that. And of course, cable, you know, currently, um, you know, it costs more to get, you know, cable and it does, you know, you get five, six streaming platforms um, and have, you know, millions of hours of content. And with a cable channel, you know, you're going to deal with commercials and you're going to deal with a lot of channels that you're probably not going to watch. Now, is there a lot of movies and content on these platforms that you're not going to watch? Absolutely. But in many ways, you're not really, you might be paying for it because it's on the platform, um, but you're not paying for it at the rate that you are for cable, right? So let's say for cable, you're paying 70 to $150 a month. Well, with a streaming platform, you could have, again, like five or six streaming platforms and still pay anywhere between 60 to $100, depending on um, whatever deals you're getting, whatever bundles you're getting, that sort of thing. And of course, we talked about that last week in the podcast about some of the deals uh, that are available either through mobile, uh, your mobile carrier, uh, through a .edu email address if you're a student, uh, that sort of thing. So now, of course, one of the issues in advertising is this sort of move to streaming platforms. And um, the problem is that there's sort of becoming this increasing space and attention span uh, issue where you have so much content out there and not enough time to consume it. So you sort of have an overload of content. As much as people say they want more content, the reality of it is, is that there's already enough. But this sort of um, Burger King, have it your way type variety, which of course was a famous commercial in the seventies. And again, in the, uh, in the nineties or Burger King sort of thing was, you know, eat with us, you know, eat it, eat it, eat it, Burger King, but order it your way, you know, have it your way. And so, you know, whether it would be, you know, changing, you know, taking out lettuce, adding mustard, blah, 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 blah. That's of course, even more the case now, you know, you walk, walk into, you know, using sort of a, uh, burger joints, as an example, you walk into any sort of a burger place, whether it be Burger King or McDonald's or In-N-Out or, you know, what have you, you can get a lettuce wrap, you can get, you know, no uh, pickles, lettuce, you can get turkey meat, you know, you just, you have so many options, right? Well, content works in the same way, basically saying you can stream it, you can get it on cable, you can watch it on your phone, you can watch it on any device that you want, you can have it your way, and you can watch it at any time. The only limitations, which we talked about last week, is that now they're starting to, some of these platforms are starting to delay the release of content. So you might watch one episode per week, which is somewhat ironic because that's the way it used to be uh, with cable. So you get basically one new episode a week. Uh, and then you might have a television movie, but now of course the change is, is that a lot of sort of feature films are starting to be released on streaming platforms, whether that continues that way or doesn't, depending on um, sort of uh, COVID and the pandemic and, and sort of how that all played out in Hollywood and continues to play out, we'll sort of see and how sort of the unions and the awards um, folks feel about that. But I know there was some pushback when HBO went uh, to streaming for its 2021 slate of films. But I don't think many complainers, um, I was going to say complainers, I don't think many consumers were complaining um, about that. And so uh, about having sort of those movies on the platform. But, you know, again, this whole Burger King, have it your way type variety, 
has created a problem where you have so much content, there's not enough time to consume it. And of course it creates attention span issues. You're constantly having to find more content to keep people engaged. So again, this makes the consumer change their viewing habits and expectations, uh, specifically less commercials and more content because streaming platforms generally have less commercials. And, and so I think it's sort of interesting to see um, how people adapt to that. And of course, a lot of these streaming platforms have introduced ad-based options because they want it to be, they want to have a cheaper, you know, cheaper option for, for, um, for consumers. But it also provides this opportunity to, you know, when you're selling advertising space, you're making money, right? And of course the brands benefit because, you know, ultimately they're selling a product and they're getting their product in front of people's eyeballs, um, you know, because they're watching a show or live sports. But I would say, again, the one exception to all of this, which we mentioned earlier is live sports. Live sports is still king when it comes to uh, commercials and advertisements. So um, something very interesting, something to watch. Now, again, there is a growing divide between entertainment media and sports content, meaning entertainment content is, is increasingly um, seeing less commercials on streaming platforms. Media content is increasing, increasingly being consumed on social media and digital and interactive advertisements or with no advertisements at all. And then live sports is being watched in current time, um, which again is where you know, advertisements are really the most successful in the traditional linear model uh, in dollars and for sort of viewership with sort of Super Bowl being exhibit A. Uh, one concern with moving sports to um, no commercials, this has sort of been talked about with Netflix, which we've covered on this show, and Netflix may be looking at F1, uh, Formula One, as a sports package. Number one is the loss of funding that pays for the cost of expensive license, licensing for copyrighted sports content. You know, when you can't sell advertisements, um, you know, you're not going to recoup a lot of your cost. Number two while sports have plots and characters, much like entertainment and television series and this sort of thing, spoilers are much worse in sports because a single number, um, win or loss, um, you know, can really reflect the outcome, right? So, you know, somebody could tell you a spoiler and say, oh, you know, something happens in a certain film. That's going to be completely different on the sports side. If somebody tells you who won or lost, it's like, okay, maybe there's not even a need to even watch the game. Just check the score, check the box score. And then, you know, it's pretty much going to be the end of it. You might watch a highlight or two. That's obviously not going to satisfy the entertainment side, right? Um, you know, where it's like with the entertainment, you want to watch the whole film. You want to see sort of how things develop, right? So it, it is interesting. Um, I don't know too many people that watch, you know, sort of old games, replays um, once in a while, maybe on ESPN classic or something, you might hear about that, but it's a pretty rare thing as opposed to watching like, you know, a film multiple times. So again, those are the two concerns, the loss of funding and the fact that a simple number, you know, a simple score to a game win or loss, I think will um, spoil the, the sports content, you know, immediately. So I, I think, Recording and watching live sports on a massive scale uh, is unlikely to be implemented in the current market. 
Um, it is also true that intellectual property rights can become less expensive when you spread them out amongst buyers, but not to the point where advertisements become obsolete uh, from a revenue standpoint. So that's sort of you know, an, an issue. And of course, Disney is dealing with this issue currently because they own ESPN, but there's been some talk in the press about maybe ESPN spinning off from Disney. And this might be because Disney really wants to move to a complete streaming model um, other than their ABC property. But even, you know, even ABC is being streamed. And of course, because there's so many cable subscriptions with ESPN, I think maybe the idea is that maybe they spin it off and whether they still own it or whether they sell it or what have you. Um, I think the most ironic thing of all of this would be if ESPN got sold to Fox because Fox is still in the sports um, and the news aspect, which I think would actually make a lot of sense. Uh, and I say it's ironic because you know ultimately Disney purchased all of the Fox entertainment assets, but that's, uh, that's something to, to sort of watch and, and to see how that plays out or even potentially ESPN being sold to a, uh, a streamer. So that'll be a very interesting um, situation to watch. But again, ESPN is going through this debate because they have a ton of cable subscribers, but there is a growing interest in ESPN Plus, which is their streaming platform. So we'll sort of see how that plays out, right? I think the future model for content consumption is it's really being determined right now. Um, are, are live sports and a movable object? Can you get them off of uh, cable and get them into something else? I don't know. I think um, there is a growing interest in streaming. There is no doubt about that, but we'll sort of see, um, especially as sort of the new generation and the new generation after that comes along, sort of what their interests are. But it seems to be pushing towards social media. It seems to be pushing towards streaming. So we'll sort of see what that looks like. And of course, what do commercials look like? Are they going to be interactive? Are they going to be more engaging? Are they going to be more experiential? So we'll sort of see how that goes. Now, of course, Nielsen, which has been a major player in collecting and sharing um, viewership data, data in cable, um, has really been asked a, uh, a lot uh, of itself lately, and in, in particularly from consumers and uh, from other industry players as to uh, what does the Nielsen model look like going forward, especially where cable is becoming... Um, less important, except in the live sports arena, um, sort of what happens, right? And I think cable, for example, if they have a streaming platform complimentary, I think that sort of helps solve that problem in the immediate term. And then, you know, people will have a choice. Um, but I think it's, uh, it's an interesting proposition because Nielsen now uh, needs to find itself getting into viewership and hours watched on streamers. And the interesting thing about this is that, you know, again, we talked about recently on this show about individualized and personal advertising are becoming the norm. And that's all through data collection and wearable technology and that sort of thing. Well, of course, with streamers and uh, with watching things on, you know, smart devices and uh, through sort of smart packages in that way, of course, what ends up happening is, you know, they're essentially they're collecting a bunch of data about you and what your viewing habits are. And that allows them to sort of create more content, sell more content, see what your interests are. Uh, and of course, that data is direct. 
It's not, there's no guesswork. You know, it's, this is how many people watched, you know, based on their subscription platform, how many people watched the content. Whereas with sort of traditional cable, it was a little bit more difficult to tell and you'd have people kind of, kind of coming in and out, but with streaming, with social media, it's direct. It's, there's no, um, there's no question about it. Right. And of course, I think um, data collectors of sort of viewership numbers will need to adjust and they'll need to find ways to uh, meet the industry and the market where they're at. So I think Nielsen getting into measuring streaming, which it's talked about and has introduced some new ideas and platforms, I think is going to be very interesting and to see how that sort of plays out. Um, obviously, the selling of any data raises major privacy concerns, but also revenue opportunities. So I think businesses have to uh, balance that, as do consumers, uh, in terms of what information they want to give away. I think one question to consider is whether Netflix would allow advertisements on its platform if it decided to add sports or if it decided to add an ad-supported version. There's been no talk of that at this point. And Netflix has been such a purist in that sense and that um, they've not allowed advertisements. But of course, HBO Max, which traditionally... Um, you know, premium sort of cable and now sort of a premium streaming platform recently introduced an ad supported platform. The non ad supported HBO Max, um, you know, was no commercials. The specific nature of data is becoming increasingly important. While linear television viewership numbers and box office sales can lead to awards, um, social media followers and engagement are direct and immediate. And uh, Streaming hours, viewers, and subscriptions are also direct and immediate. You know the numbers are right there. So as great as Nielsen is um, in terms of in, in what they've meant to the industry, I think they're going to be changing some of their models. Um, sort of look at how to continue to measure these things and where advertising dollars go. So, but I think at the end of the day, that the sort of the end result is advertisers advertisers will have more access to information through social media and streamers which will again continue to push um, advertising in the direction of this sort of expanded, you know, digital media, social media um, exposure when it comes to content and selling more content. So again, folks, thanks, thanks again for listening in. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast. Always appreciate you listening in and taking time out of your day. Uh, thank you again for making the Believe in Sports Law podcast the number one sports law podcast in the world. This show has been brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you again. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube